My name is Carol Cooper. I'm head of the Maidstone Residential Property Department. I have with me Deborah Tree, who is our residential conveyancing executive. Um, so we're just going to have uh, a brief chat to talk about the differences between joint tenants and tenants in common, which is one of the means by which people buy the property when they're buying husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, two sisters, anyone that's jointly buying with anybody else. So, difference, Debbie? Um, if you're purchasing the property as joint tenants, you can hold that as equal in equal shares. And if anything were to happen to either one of you, um, the proceeds would revert automatically to the survivor. With tenants in common, um, you can again, you can hold that in equal shares or you can hold it in percentage shares. Yeah. Um, and that can be backed up by a declaration of trust. Yeah. So the main difference between joint tenants would be, for example, a husband and wife buying as joint tenants. Whilst they're buying perceptively, they're saying half each, the survivor of those would automatically inherit in law and it would not necessarily have to go to probate for the property to be transferred over to the surviving. Survivor. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. tenants in common, because you've noted there is a difference in how you hold the property, so it could be 50-50, 60-40, depending on who's put in the majority of the finances, um, then you would not automatically expect to inherit the person that's passed away share because unless they have left that in a will, then the, um, that person's share reverts automatically to intestacy if there is no will and it would go to their next of kin or their beneficiary. So it would be important, we always say to our clients, it's important to um, make a will when you go as tenants in common. Yeah. You also do... Can do the declaration of trust, of trust yeah. can't you? Yes. yes. So we, we would have a declaration of trust to say that uh, Mr. A and Mrs. C have bought a property together. Their shares aren't necessarily equal. And so in the event that there is a future sale or um, one or the other of them should pass away, this is how the shares should fall. Yeah. So do you find that with your clients you have that frequently? I have to explain it to them frequently, yeah. yes. Yeah. They, there's very little understanding of it. Um, and more so, I would be more aware of it, well, you have to be aware of it in any of the transactions because you have to put it on your transfer deed yes. as to how they're going to own it. Um, but I would be more conscious if you are giving a better, fuller explanation if you had a first-time buyer couple yes. purchasing where you had different contributions. Yes being made by each party. That's right. And I think you need to be very aware of that and they need to be made, it may, needs to be made quite clear to them. Exactly. And sometimes we also get where mum or dad have given you know, the, the child some money and yes. they want to make sure if they that's separate. Yeah, that's that's protected. Yes. So, so that's um, something yes. else that we also do. 
in the main, I think most married couples tend to go for the joint tenancy. Yes. So that the survivor inherits in the event that one or the other passes. But we do sometimes find that if these are second marriages or yes, other relationships, very much so. that they want to protect the property for their children and then they would hold that as tenants in common as well. Yes. Do you find that too? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, no, I agree. And then, and also I think even if you have married couples buying a second property yes. for tax purposes, yes. it can be quite advantageous to hold that as tenants in common as well. Exactly, yes. Um, so that the higher earner yes. has a lesser share in the property. Yes. For, for the tax. For the yes. tax for tax side of things. So yes. it, especially if they were going to derive income from that second property. Yes, exactly that. Yes, that's right. And and that would continue for however many other properties that they would buy. Yes. You would need a trust deed for each you know, each yes. property that they would buy. Yes. Um and also make sure that they update their wills. Yes. Yes, quite. To cover that. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, and you, there is a form on um, that the land registry will also accept the the form JO. Yes, that's right. And you can set out the shareholdings on that as well. Yes, that's right. Um, yes, that's right. Um, sometimes, if we have our clients' instructions that they want to hold it as tenants in common with a specific share, but they then don't want a deed of trust or anything else, um, then we can also put in the transfer deed. The clients wish the to hold in these shares. Yeah. Yes. So we can specify how we want to, or how the clients want to do that. And that clearly sets it out. And it they does. execute the deed as well, don't they? They do, yes. Yes, they have to sign the deed to, to confirm <clears> that those are the shares that they're holding. And keep a copy because sometimes further down the line, um, if something does happen to the relationship, they do need to revert back to the documents that they've signed. Yeah. Yes, and then when it's all registered up at the land registry, the restriction goes on the title, doesn't it? Yes. So that the next conveyancer, if we weren't to act on that sale, yes. can clearly see that that property is held, yeah. or the, the owners of that property hold it as tenants in common. And of they? course, how many times do we get a copy of the title, sole proprietor selling, but there's a restriction where they've yes. not taken off the, the restriction where yes. perhaps partners died, it hasn't been held as tenants in, uh, as joint tenants have been held as tenants in common. They've sent up the death certificate. Land Registry have taken off the the, the dead um, owner, but left the restriction the on restriction there. Restriction on. So then mm. we've got to go back to say yes or no. This was held. This automatically went to him because yes. there was a will to let to leave it. And if not, then how it was left. So that's an important thing that we find, isn't it? Yes. But that automatically alerts the next conveyance, it doesn't does. it? It does, yeah. That there's so that they can clearly see. Flag it up, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully that's cleared up the way in which you hold it as joint tenants or tenants in common. And I hope that that's helped anybody that um, wanted to know the difference. And if we can be of any assistance, please do feel free to contact myself, Carol, or Debbie Tree. Um, so that we can help you further. Mm -hmm.